for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and free agency continues this week. So last week, great response to our free agency preview episode with Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network. We laid out some scenarios for the Giants, some positions they may attack, and well, now we're as of this recording, three days into the official league year, we have some new Giants. And Joe Shane and his team have been busy at work. This is not a splurge, so to speak, dating back to 2016 when Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo threw money everywhere to build that defense and take that one-year shot at the playoffs. The big topic this week, I think, is speed. Adding speed on both sides of the ball. The Giants felt as though they were a slow team last year. Let's go to the offense, and it started on Tuesday with the big trade with the Raiders to get Darren Waller, tight end, dominant in... 19 and 20, over 1,000 yards both years, 12 touchdowns, was really considered the second tight end in the AFC, if not 1B to Travis Kelsey. And then injuries slowed him in 21 and 22, held him to just 20 games over those two, over that two-year span. But Waller comes on board, the Giants took a chance, Low risk, high reward. They sent the 100th overall pick that was acquired in the Kadarius Tony trade from Kansas City. So that goes to the Raiders. Waller is really a dream piece in this Dable Kafka offense. We know both have an affinity for tight ends. We saw how they used Daniel Bellinger last year. I think this is just going to now be the combination of those two. Waller is a different player than Bellinger. I think you'll see Bellinger featured in certain schemes, and then I think you'll see Waller move all around the chessboard, so to speak. Good deal. Information coming in. As soon as the trade was made and you started looking at the contract, there was no guaranteed money beyond this season for Waller. That made him a restructure, so to speak, candidate Uh, It's not technically a restructure, but it is moving around, creating a salary, turning the base salary to a signing bonus this year. That is what the Giants have done with Waller's contract. So they freed up uh, nearly $8 million of cap space. That's to cover more costs that they've already had, not necessarily a sign of a big splash that's incoming. And now there's some guaranteed slash dead money over the rest of Waller's contract. So it's not as easy to get out if things become a disaster this year. 
But that was really more speculation from the outside than the inside. The Giants believe Waller will be a factor in this offense. Uh, Pseudo number one target for Daniel Jones moving forward. Then we move to Thursday. The Waller deal became official on Wednesday. Moved to Thursday. The Giants have now added Paris Campbell, who you know I liked. If you read any of my preview stuff for free agency, I thought he was going to be a guy that they should be interested in. Has a history with Mike Groh, Giants wide receivers coach. He was out with him in Indy. Uh, He's another player who has dealt with some injuries. Campbell's injuries have not necessarily been, you know, you're talking about not soft tissue injuries. There have been other things that they've dealt. So when you look at where they're at, Campbell comes in. You can play all over the alignment, all over the formation. I think it's a good deal. It's economical. It's a base salary of $3 million and then $100,000 bonus for every game that he's active. That's a little protection for the Giants in case he runs into some injury issues again this year. But overall, they're hoping that it's a $4.7 million uh, contract for this year, plus incentives that go up to, I believe, $6.7 million based on uh, catches and distance of catches and, and other statistics that... Uh, if he's going well, that the Giants would be more than happy to pay out. Then the big signing on Thursday afternoon highlighted it all over Twitter. I was on Instagram with a uh, license plate guy, and we talked about it. And then five minutes after that, Darius Slayton is returning back to the Giants. It was an interesting situation for him on th- Wednesday, I had the feeling, I was told by several people, that it looked like he was going to be leaving the Giants. He had stronger offers from elsewhere. One of those offers was the Falcons. But I was also told, don't close the door on the Giants just yet. Then Thursday, I got the feeling waking up in the morning that Slayton was leaning towards returning to the Giants. He is back. He gets rewarded. Uh, Talk about a turnaround. This time last year immediately became... A cut candidate. He was asked for a pay cut first week of September to stay with the Giants. He took it. Uh, He was inactive on week one. He's somebody who really took advantage with the humility that he showed, showed patience, got on the field, made things happen. Still not a perfect player, not a wide receiver one, even though he's been the receiving leader for the Giants three of the last four years. Uh, But he's a good player to have in this offense, has good rapport with Daniel Jones. And if you add more weapons, he becomes that much more effective. Defensively, Bobby Okereke, him coming up, I think that's a big thing for this defense. Obviously, we'll talk more about these guys in detail uh, once free agency hits. Next week, we'll do a bigger episode. I'm trying to beat the clock here because I'm running right up to a uh, Paris Campbell Zoom call that we didn't know was happening. So I think overall where the Giants stand, what do they do next? I think you need to keep an eye on Isaiah McKenzie in Buffalo. If he is cut by the Bills, and you know what? I just got word he was released by the Bills because they did not want to pay his bonus today. So he's released. He's a guy who has deep ties with Brian Dable from their ties, their time together in Buffalo. He is a guy that I would add to this receiving core. Again, I know a lot of you have talked about this. Why 
keep they keep adding receivers of the same size. This, you know, they're all slot guys. There is no such thing as a slot guy in Dable's offense right now. He wants all of his receivers to play all of those roles, and he actually follows through on it. So that's one thing to consider. Number two. The Giants have three wide receivers that they've signed, Colin Johnson, Sterling Shepard, and Wondell Robinson, who are all coming back from serious injuries. We don't know how much they're going to contribute this year. That's the reality of the situation. So if those guys are not back by training camp or if they want to slow them down a little bit, you take them off of the mix and look at where this this wide receiver group is, you need to add a lot more. Uh, It's Isaiah Hodgins. Darius Slayton and Paris Campbell. And beyond that, it's those three guys that I just mentioned who are coming back from serious injuries. So the Giants, it would not surprise me at all if McKenzie comes in for the right price. Uh, I think uh, I think that's a good opportunity for the Giants. So where they're at right now, I don't believe Odell Beckham Jr. will be coming back to the Giants. I, th- I think that there are signs that he's going to get a better deal elsewhere. Uh, I think that's the right move for the Giants. I would not heavily invest in Odell at this point uh, because of what you're having, because of where you're at. If this is next year and the Giants have made a run in in the NFC playoffs and they're sitting in the NFC championship game and they're one or two players away finishing pieces to get to a Super Bowl, then I would consider Odell in that situation. That's the kind of fit I think he would be. It would be very interesting to see if Aaron Rodgers is appealing enough to have Odell come back to New York, but wear green instead of blue and join the Jets. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, That's where we're at right now. Not sure on Julian Love. If he'll return, they may circle back. They may not. That is a depressed market with the safeties. So we'll see what happens. But overall, I think it's a strong first couple days for, for Joe Shane and the Giants. They've maintained, they've used their cap flexibility, but they have not made splashes that will compromise them moving forward into 24, 25, 26. They still have all of that flexibility. So I would anticipate... Uh, this team continuing to move around, and then we'll get into the draft next week. Make sure you check my Giants mock only draft, uh, my Giants only mock draft on Monday, NorthJersey.com. Check it out. We're all in. We appreciate you being all in. We'll be back next week for more all in episodes, and we'll keep updating the free agency period and head into the draft. Have a great weekend.